and we are up high. We're back. It's been a few weeks, I guess. Uh, the last time you heard us, we were, I was mainly complaining about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but that's all done now. I have, I have come to peace with my frustrations. Okay, I haven't, but you know, we're still here. We're all good. Welcome to the Sport Collision Podcast. My name is Yusuf Rashid. I am flanked, as usual, by Anton Wong. Hello. Who is sitting sternly, staring into my eyes. Just but you can't, you can't see that, probably, because you guys are just listening, listening. to this. Yep. And Parse, who has finally recovered from uh, wisdom teeth surgery. Yeah, hello. <laughs> speak again. So... so how do I how do I put this? It's been a very um, interesting last week when it comes to sports. Uh, of course, as we know, the NBA and the NHL are carrying on with their playoff tournaments, but uh, there was a bit of a I don't want to say roadblock, but I want to say there was a very smart stoppage for a couple of days, mainly in the NBA, uh, in regards to the shooting of Jacob Blake just last week. And, of course, with the Black Lives Matter movement going strong in the NBA, teams, mainly the Milwaukee Bucks, decided to boycott their games for the time being. Games, of course, have resumed today. But we're not here to talk. We're here to talk about that, sort of, how that's been going well. The other thing we have to talk about is the NHL and their response to what's been going on with the boycotting from other leagues, how the MLB even has players that, you know, refuse to play due to what's been going on. And while the NHL, you know, some players are standing up for it, you know, now you see the Western Conference teams coming together. There was that photo they put out a few days ago. Uh, the NHL as an organization hasn't been great in response to this, nor have they been great in response to a lot of social matters over the last few years. And Long ago, when we started this podcast, we actually did an episode about this, about hockey culture and how the global market of hockey just isn't that big and how things, they don't really see things outside of a box. So I guess the only way we can lead this off right now is, number one, good for the NBA, right? Yes. Is that a question? Yes, it is a question. Yes. There you go. Parses on this. I, I don't know. Uh, see, see, what's what's remarkable about the whole situation um, is that, like, how much pl- how much power uh, these players actually have. It's crazy. I mean, um, there was uh, a little bit of a history lesson from Bill Russell about how he and the Boston Celtics had at one point um, decided to boycott their games. But that was like during the regular season, different time. We had we had such a great leader in Martin Luther King. It was a very big I, I would want to say bigger movement than what it is today but just the fact that these young players who are younger than us too Anton like they're 23 24 years of age some of them and they're being vocal just to name Jalen Brown as an example and um that they're able to uh, come up with this idea and to actually boycott games regardless of what the owners even 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 if the owners had a say in it the fact that they were able to do this like without without warning um it's truly remarkable that they're able to do something like that so it's 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 kind of an eye-opener to how much power players actually have which is where i want to bring it to the nhl because um you know the nba had did this uh in spite of the uh the news that uh, a 
a black man was shot seven times in the back unnecessarily, um, you know, given the situation. And there's still, we still don't know all the facts as to what occurred. So I don't want anybody to feel as if they have different sides of the spectrum on this. I'm not picking sides on this at all. Uh, there's different sides of the spectrum, but what we can say is that, you know, he was shot in the back seven times and everybody seems to feel that that was kind of unnecessary. Um, so in so saying that with, with the response of the NBA and what they did, uh, in despite of the in spite of the uh, event and what the MLB did, it's it's a testament to how much power players have, and uh, it's a good move. As the question asks, it is a very good move, and I think you know the response that the NBA has made in regards to all of this is, I think not only strengthening the the maturity of the league itself when it comes to social matters, <clears throat> excuse me, but in a way, you know, with players openly speaking out about these things, we're starting to see a more human side to these athletes because, you know, for a lot of people, like people we know, you know, people that aren't, you know, heavily into sports, they see these athletes as just guys that shoot a ball or hit a puck and they make a ton of money. And a lot of people I know say, well, these guys aren't human they just make money and they do all these athletic things. It's like, no, they're still people, you know. I think one of the smartest things I've seen so far is the fact that LeBron James has kept his social media open throughout these whole playoffs. And I'm glad that we have someone, you know, like LeBron, who is essentially not, I don't want to say he's trying to, but being a figurehead in how things are going and leading the way for being a part of this movement in the NBA, which I think the NHL is severely lacking. So follow up to that would be what, what can the NHL do? You know, uh, there are reporters out there that are asking these, like the NHL players in, uh, in post-game conferences, you know, can you please just stop with the social justice stuff? Can you leave that alone and focus on the hockey? And I think now more than any time so far in this psychotic year of 2020, I think the NHL players really need to put a focus on what's going on. Will they? Will we see a change? Is that your question? Yeah. You seem to ask just like... It's, it's vague no today. It's, it's vague like, today. It's vague today. like more predictions? Yeah. Um, do you... Uh, okay. But... Okay, so you want me to just share thoughts? Yeah, on it, like right, it's just a share thoughts kind of thing, as of right now. Okay. Well, I, um, with regards to the NHL, I think that I do kind of agree with uh, what a lot of the players had said. Um, uh, you know, guys like Nate McKinnon, um, and you know, uh. Uh, players of colors like uh, players of color like um, um, uh, Van de Kane, they you know uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reeves of uh, Vegas yeah, as well going to be part of that. Yeah, so like I echo them in saying that NHL has been kind of late to the game uh, with or uh, late to you know sort of uh, get on um, being more outspoken. Uh, and sort of had to, you know, they were kind of late following 
you know, they were behind MLB, they were behind NBA, they were behind the WNBA uh, in in taking action to whether it was boycott or whatever it was, whatever action that they wanted to take. It's obvious that they had sort of they they weren't sure what to do and they didn't act soon enough. Um, now, you know, the idea is like, okay, so once the games were boycotted, you can't like, do you want to do that forever? Do you want to just cancel the season? Um, and I don't know. I think uh, it, in terms of having the most amount of impact, people watch you. People like you, you, you show up in Google Trends when the season is on. Like people will look at you when you have a stage, when you have a spotlight, and that is when the season is going. So I think um, kind of. Uh, and, you know, initially, um, I think, you know, LeBron James and, and lots of other uh, NBA stars were, were thinking and lots of other NBA players were thinking, like, should we maybe just cancel the rest of this, this, the playoff season, uh, just cancel the season, or do we keep going? Because uh, at the end of it, uh, what they had sort of decided was, OK, let's just let, let's continue, but let's try to bring more of the focus on to onto these issues, onto these issues. Um, and I think that's something that NHL kind of needs to put more action and more concrete steps. So, um, when, when there is, you know, opportunities for you to hire, um, uh, people of color in your, uh, senior positions, uh, in, in the league, in front office, um, I think you need to take those opportunities to do that uh, just because, you know, if uh, I think I read some article that says like, if you have a power play going on, you're not going to put guys on the ice who are not used to uh, having to deal with the pressures of uh, being in a power play. So what you do is you, you find people who are experienced. And so I think that's what they need to do is find people uh, who would be able to understand uh, these issues more, uh, and put the, them into, um, yeah, positions in like, you know, executive boards or, or, you know, other things of that sort. So that's my, those are my thoughts. Pars? I mean, they relate to the puck drop and I, I know how that sounds. I know there's going to be people reading into that because again, it's a black puck. We're not we're not trying to read into the similarity. I'm just saying they relate to the puck drop. And they've I I, I want to say that they uh, I want to say that this is this is not at all a big surprise. I think to a lot of hockey people, a lot of hockey fans, it's not a big surprise, right? We're I mean, if you watch hockey, I mean, it's one of the most uh, when you're in a playoff situation, it's one of the most uh, I guess anxious games you ever get to watch. Or it's tense. It's nothing but tension. Yeah. yeah. So the entire day, if your team is still in there, you're kind of thinking like. I really want to. I don't. I don't want to miss a single minute because the hit, you know, uh, uh, the puck being in the middle and a scramble could mean the the whole mean the whole uh, mean the whole play. So um, yeah, but it's 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 um. I don't want to say it's quite sad. I think what people need to what people are going to want to hear from us is that uh, we are noticing, and this is probably the biggest thing that's like we're noticing the, the racial uh, discrimination from this actually we have to call it what it is 
you know, the NHL is predominantly white owners. And these white owners went ahead and ran the games without even contemplating on what the other leagues would be doing. And the NHL, who took the opportunity to follow the NBA, create a bubble similar to what they did in Orlando. They followed everything the NBA did. I don't know. Like, it, it was pretty well circulated. I think the NBA and the NHL were in complete unison in terms of strategy to keep the league and keep the season going versus the MLB, who was had a whole bunch of tension and questions. Even up to this point, some, some, some teams are not even running because of you know, COVID issues. But the MLB, but sorry, but the NHL and the ML, NBA, they were working in unison to make sure this thing happened. Like nobody on that side of the spectrum, on, that, on those business, business ties, wanted any money to be lost because of COVID. And you're seeing just how important the money is to them, how important the games are to them, that an event like this can happen and they don't even hesitate to run the Tampa Bay Boston game. They don't hesitate to tell you there's another game to, the next day. It's only after they see the NBA reacting, oh, we made a mistake. Oh no, we need to figure this out, guys. Oh my God, oh my God, cancel! Everything's in danger, everything's on fire, run. Yeah, you guys know that SpongeBob is over there that's just tossing everything into the fire and it's like rain <laughs> and then the rain snap. It literally, that's what the NHL did in those span of two days. They just, they couldn't, they didn't even, they couldn't even believe it. The fact that they were getting called out by Evander Kane. Other people, other non, other minorities even watched it on Twitter, calling them out, saying, how are you guys still running the league? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Twitter was on I, fire uh, that night. I got to be vocal, right? Because I was on my messenger, right? And I said, guys, if you're, if you're watching any sports tonight, you do not get it. You do not get it. And, and uh, I'm a black person. I was traumatized uh, by the whole situation because I, I too, understand and I live in, in this world. And I have this stigmatism, this, uh, this idea, and it's a very bad idea, that the police are not my friends, that the police um, and police brutality is very, very serious and can happen at any day, and that I am genuinely scared of police officers because of the stigmatizations that happen in the nations. So it's really tough to see and tough to, to have a positive attitude in this world. And um, I wish the NHL wasn't so systematically like this. I wish that, like Anton's point, they had black owners, but sadly, we just saw, I think for the first time, the biggest shown light about how the white owners, they only care about the puck being dropped and the two hour to two and a half hours or three hours of game time with the commercials that they make off. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't think about uh, a black man at this time. I think something interesting to note there is you got like, you know, not just from the owner's perspective, but you got like in the event, like in the event, in the case rather of the NBA, the Bucks legitimately basically held up the NBA Board of Governors and Adam Silver and said, We're boycotting our games, you're not stopping us. But that's you know, the whole team was in agreement of that. That's right? an insane amount of power, which is a very I mean, ridiculous amount of power. Yes, like, yeah, you would never think in a million years that players have that. That type of power in this in this day and age, but they do right. Yeah. Vander Kane does. I, yeah, but the problem think, is, Vander Kane's only one person. Well, I one think person. this is another thing. There's another aspect to it where it's, um, you don't know if you don't have a certain perspective, you don't know what to look for, right? And so, like, if uh, you know, if let's say, um. Or just like shopping, I'm shopping for 
uh, for uh, clothes or something. And I don't know what's good. I don't know what to look for. I don't have that experience. Uh, I'm not I'm not that kind of person. But someone who does have experience does know what to look for. They do know what to look out for. They have that thought in mind. Like uh, I, I remember seeing um, this this post of a screenshot in uh, in New York. Uh, it was a screenshot of a New York map of uh, like Uber, uh, like all the different options for Uber. There's like Uber Lyft, Uber or Uber Pool, Uber XL, Uber all of those options. And then one of them was walking buddy and then the comments on that screenshot was like oh that's such a weird uh, crazy idea that's such a weird idea and then the other half of those comments were saying that's actually a really smart idea for uh if you are scared to walk alone at night and i noticed that the majority of those comments were were women and the majority of the other comments saying like i don't uh this is such a weird idea why would you do that were i could i couldn't always tell but like they generally seem to be appear to be men. And so if you don't know what you're looking for, then you, you don't necessarily see it. And so that's why I think it's a good idea to have more people of color involved in, you know, positions of power uh, to provide that, that blind spot that you, that you might not have, because if you don't know what to look for, you, you don't, you don't see it, you don't act upon that. Uh, and so I'm not trying to necessarily put fault on anyone. Um, but I think, you know, people got they got to look out more, and if they can't, then maybe ha- have some people who do have that perspective to help them out and in, in looking out more. Yeah, they got to get some insight from somewhere. Yeah. I think that's that's something that I I think would would definitely be a big help to this. Yes, yeah. it would be. I think you know we have there. There has to be some insight from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you look at the NHL and they have, go ahead, go ahead. That was weird. That was very weird. I don't know what happened there. I think my internet's mad. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, you know, the NHL has their, uh, their newly established hockey diversity Alliance, which is mainly players of uh, African-American heritage involved. Uh, Ryan Reeves of the Vegas Golden Knights, Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild, Evander Kane, Akeem Aliu, to name a few. I don't think P.K. Subban is a part of that, but I could be wrong. Um, but, you know, you have, you have an alliance like that leading the way for minorities in hockey. You have, we have a Hockey Night in Canada Punjabi edition. Like, a whole, a hot, like, a Hockey Night in Canada in a completely different language run by people that aren't white, you know? There, you know, it's it's we're getting there, but I feel like there still needs to be a lot more insight and what's the word? Uh, insight and just like, you know, more more hints, I guess, more or less given to the NHL. Like, hey, you know, uh, you're 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 kind of seeing the point, but you're not still seeing the point. Here's here's a little more. Yeah. Uh, like I agree I think- with Anton. Just like you know, and the fact that uh. You, you, we, we're not necessarily saying that it's it's NHL's fault. What happened? Um, we have to take into perspective that they, they, this is a new, new waters for them. You know, you flip the roles, right? New waters for us, right? So, like, um, in that sense, you you do have to have some sympathy towards them 
for that. So I agree with that with that aspect. Um, not to blame fingers on anybody if people feel on edge. The NHL does a tremendous job in the community, giving a chance for people to learn about hockey and to be a part of hockey. And then, in, and then you have various uh, organizations like Enterprise and Tim Hortons, who's, who are active sponsors, who try their best to get the young people into hockey with their with their programs. So. Um, you know, it's not entirely the NHL's fault that they're not up to date on this stuff. But, you know, what Anton said, they need to hire more diversity. They need to have more diversity in there. Yeah. Well, I think I think some of the responsibility and the quote-unquote fault does lie with them because, you know, people have been saying in the public, like, hey, you should do something. Uh, so I think some of the fault does does lie with them. But, yeah, I think they, they ought to take that responsibility uh, upon themselves to, to – to be more proactive and you know like i read in another article uh yesterday that um it was by uh a hockey fan who uh who is black uh he he's i think he's like a uh works as like a computer tech guy just like a you know your average uh, avid hockey fan uh who didn't grow up uh playing hockey he grew up playing um, I think it was uh, one of the Nintendo systems or something, or PlayStation, the NHL game, uh, the NHL video game. And that's how he got involved in, in watch, becoming a hockey fan. And you notice that like, if NHL doesn't do anything to be proactive, um, not just with you know, these, um, these uh, you know, social issues, but also just finding ways to expand themselves and broaden their reach, they can't just keep doing the same thing that they were doing all this time because it's already a very financially restrictive sport. Um, and so kids lower on the socioeconomic ladder, which are often um, you know, kids that are um, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, uh, they're not going to necessarily be able to play those games. Of course, you're going to have like, you know, Timbits hockey that might be able to help a little bit. Um, but you're you you got to do something because otherwise you're gonna lose you're gonna lose um, the next generation of kids to whatever the next sport is like probably soccer because you know that's a very fast growing sport in ultimate America. frisbee yeah you, you know ultimate frisbee rugby like any yeah. of these sports, like hockey has been known Art? to have, have like severe <laughs> <laughs> hockey's been known to have like you know uh like long-term uh effects on on the human brain so a lot of the parents are pulling these kids out of hockey and saying like oh maybe play another sport um and you know maybe kids are just like really into esports they might do that instead you like if you don't innovate if you don't try something to keep up um and if you definitely if you don't uh are not like understanding of uh these issues then i think you're going to be left by the wayside yeah yeah pretty much um you know like it's one of those things where there's an entire horizon of opportunities that the nhl can get their uh can get on that you see the nba doing mainly mlb maybe not so much but i feel like because hockey is still so i guess like you know white european dominated some people see it that way and some people don't see that horizon. 
because yeah, it's still like you know, hockey is big, of course, in the European market. It's big in here, obviously, in Canada and parts of the U.S. They're trying everywhere else, but there's a lot of other things other than just you know reaching out with the sport itself to get people in on it, like you know, main like maintaining a maintaining a positive influence to you know younger to just fans or young hockey players that want to potentially play this sport. I have a question. I have a question written down here in my notes, and all it says is, uh, "Is the NHL out of touch with social movements?" I think we've been pretty good. I think we've been answering that fairly so far. But you know, I look at I look at this question again. It's like I don't know if they're out of touch with social movements more than they're just out of touch with a lot of things. And you know, the the whole culture of hockey. I think it's just like from the older generation at least, because they still have such a big hand in what hockey is today. You know, you look at guys like Don Cherry, who was a big gatekeeper. And Don Cherry, look, call him what you will. I know people still think Don Cherry is old and racist, but at the end of the day, Don's old. He's the gatekeeper of what hockey culture is and, you know, essentially like what the sport of hockey has been for so many years we know through Don Cherry. Yeah. Look now, think, yeah. You look, he's also like kind of a, proponent of uh, or he, he wants to see fights as well on, in hockey yeah he's also a big he's also a big you know i need fights back and we keep saying don this isn't the 70s anymore people get hurt but um even even recently you know uh nbc sn nbc's sports network or sport whatever they call it uh recently had to suspend uh analyst mike milbury former general manager of the new york islanders mike milbury for comments he had made during a game where he had said that it's a good thing that we don't have, or I'm paraphrasing here, but it's a good thing we don't have women here to distract the players. Yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Let me, I, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm gonna Can look up. up the direct quote. I think it's it's better if we have the direct. Quote. I I am a, I'm about to pull up the direct quote because. I'm about like, to pull up again, <laughs> paraphrasing, but I, I'm about to. Okay. Let's get All a right. little bit more precise. All righty. <clears throat> From ESPN, reported by Emily Kaplan, the NHL has condemned what it has called insensitive and insulting comments that analyst Mike Milbury made about women during a broadcast last Thursday night. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is the... Aha. Okay. So... Between a conversation uh, of Mike Mulberry and Brian Boucher discussing the benefits of the playoff bubble during the Islander game uh, against the Washington Capitals, Brian Boucher says, you know, if you think about it, this is quote, by the way, I am quoting this. If you think about it, it's a terrific environment with regard to if you enjoy playing and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place to be. This is a quote about the bubble. Mike Mulberry's exact response word for word, is not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. Okay. Um, I'm not really <laughs> sure what to think of that. But, now you get, no, okay. Bear in mind, Mike Milbury is the same guy who, after the first or second game of the bubble, took a photo of the CN Tower and said, boy, I love the Space Needle. Okay. Okay. Just saying. 
Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I don't really have any, many other thoughts on that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have any thoughts on that. Just, yeah. Parse thoughts about that. And <laughs> that's just no comment. There we go. You know, I, there are still a lot of people that are definitely out of touch with things in, in hockey. I've noticed because you're not going to see a lot of that in the NBA. And even in the NBA now, you know, you see a lot of like pop culture references being made like everywhere. So in a sense, they're hip with the times. I say hip with the times. Like that's a thing. people yeah, say. You said pop culture references and hip with the times. Uh, you sound like you're you're fifty five trying to I connect. I look fifty five. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but regardless um, of that point, yeah, I think you know there's still a lot of big names that are working for the NHL or working along like in partnership with the NHL that are a little bit out of touch, and it's guys like these that the second they say something, it you know a fire occurs, and it's just like uh, NHL, are you going to do something about it? Now, granted. The NHL directly didn't do anything about it. NBC had to. Uh, when Don Cherry had made his comments back in November of 2019, a simpler time when there was no coronavirus, NHL didn't get involved. Sportsnet did. In regards to what's going on right now, uh, following the shooting of Jacob Blake, the NHL let their games play, and the players themselves had to decide, okay, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. Like, we choose not to play. And, you know, statement had to be made at some point. I don't know if the NHL ever did release an actual statement. It probably did, but... Yeah. Is the NHL out of touch? I, I say it is. We've just been talking about this the entire time. They're out of touch. Uh, I think they can come back into touch. but They can. No, they definitely can. It's, it's that time to change, you know? Yeah, they, they gotta move quick. Otherwise some other next sport is going to come in some other next activity is going to come in and, and swoop up all the, the, uh, the next generation of kids. Pars- yeah, yeah. Football. Football. What about football? Cause you repeat what you just said, Pars. Wiffle ball. Wiffle ball. Yeah. Playing spike ball. Oh yeah, spike ball. That's been like a big thing. Spike ball's a big thing. In yeah, we could talk about that later. We could talk about that later. I don't know if we could spend a whole episode on. It. Yeah, that's been like a huge thing. But um, yeah, yeah. Like the thing is with hockey. Oh, whoop. Mm-hmm. Did you have a thought? No, no. Okay. Uh, you know, the thing is with hockey is it's it's a it's a Canadian mainstay, right? Like it is our national sport. Is it the national sport or is that? It is one of the national sports. The other one national of. sport is lacrosse. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> just <clears throat> whoa, just making sure. <laughs> Hi, um, yeah, you know, because hockey is still a national sport of this country. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere anytime soon. But the love for it, I think we will see—not will we could see a decline over the next. Five, ten years? There's a chance. There's a chance. Now, we're seeing that with baseball. Baseball's America's sport, but like baseball hasn't really been doing too hot either. Yeah, it is a 
Oh, there's a huge, I mean, there's a huge following in South America. Yeah. For baseball. But, but not in the U.S. Eye boggling. Yeah, so, it's, it is kind of mine. Well, yeah, not really. Take it how you will. <laughs> take it how you will. <sighs> yeah. Final, the, thought. final thoughts. Uh, I guess so. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up quick today. We're gonna make it easy. Uh, final thoughts. Number one is because there have not been games over the last few days or the last couple days. I've been like, oh, I can finally take a break from watching hockey and basketball all day. Hooray! Uh, and today is was game one of the Raptors and Boston Celtics uh, series. <clears throat> and to <laughs> no surprise. He, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys can't see, but Yusuf is wearing a Boston Celtics jersey right now. And, and we <laughs> we are no longer his friends. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I you know, like I have so I have um why don't I you have go my, Jason Tatum. This is a Jason Tatum jersey. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, it's actually, um, yeah, long story short, before before we get to actual final thoughts, I've got my uh, my Raptors jersey and my Celtics jersey hung up in my room to get ready for this series. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to wear my Raptors jersey like four games or like five games uh, for when they win. And then they lost this game. And I'm like, well, time to put this one on. It's the only you, time I've you, ever worn this jersey. You traitor. I am not a traitor. No one likes you. You jersey switcher. That's, that's worse than a traitor. Jersey switcher. Oh, yeah. That is worse. Imagine... Actually, no. Yeah, Anton's, Anton's seen me wear, like, three different sports teams on my body at, like, one point in time. Actually, maybe more than once. But Yeah, but they were, yeah. like, different sports. I yeah, think. that's true. So, yeah. Anyways, final thoughts. Um... NHL, do do something, anything, please. I I'm glad hockey's you know carrying on. I'm glad basketball's still carrying on. You know, uh, but the but the NBA players have made it clear that they are making a statement with what they are doing with their actions on the court and off the court. The NHL players really haven't entirely done that, and it's hard. You know, in, in a very white dominated sport where, as of right now, in the playoffs, there's only like what. One or not a lot of African American players left. Like Ryan Reeves is the most notable, but that's because Vegas is like kicking Vancouver's ass right now. So, yeah, I mean, I think they they have been. Well, they definitely seem to be more vocal than than the owners. Yeah, uh, of the teams uh, about about these issues because uh, they. I think it's also it could just be like a young. A younger person thing. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Some millennial thing. No. Um, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like the owners need to speak up as well. And we're seeing that with not like with all the NBA owners, but you know, Mark Cuban <laughs> is one of them that's speaking up heavily about it. And for other teams, they have you know large representatives. Yes, Mark Cuban, the great Mark Cuban. Long live Mark Cuban of Shark Tank we're just, fame. We're just going to take the Space Needle and we're going to poke the NHL and say, do something like that meme. But just, like, <laughs> just do something. You're talking uh, about the but, actual Space Needle or the CN Tower? 
I think we'll leave it up to interpretation. <laughs> okay, just making sure. It could be the Seattle space thing. We we really don't know. <laughs> they could build a new one. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Final thoughts is that you know it's uh well the this is a this is a wake up call for the NHL, and I think everybody kind of saw that in the slide. I don't think it really hurt the stock process of it. But, um, you know, this is 2020. Times are moving forward. Uh, get Roll with the times or be lost in the times like Don Cherry. Sorry, did I say yeah. that? Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> you know, that's that's the realistic truth, right? You got to roll with it or get lost in it. And we're seeing that a lot now. And with the ongoing uh, Black Lives Matter movement, we're, we're definitely seeing that a lot more. And also the U.S. elections coming up. This, that's going to be interesting. I'm not going to talk about it because this is not a, talk, uh, a podcast about politics. Yeah, so not direct. To, yeah, not, not direct. Go to Parse for that. He does that stuff. Um, um, yeah, so fi- final, 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 final thoughts. There's a, there's, there's a massive issue that needs to be looked at. The NHL needs to take their time to look at it. And while they're doing all these great things like hiring other, you know, people of color, but not for, you know, on teams in on their networks. I feel like that's not enough. And they've got to sort of speed this process up fast. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, well, my thoughts were. Do something quick. Exactly. i lose it. You're gonna lose the next generation. Yep. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, that's good. I think we're good. This is a fairly short episode. This has been the Sportculation Podcast. This very hastily episode of the podcast. Uh, I have been Yusuf. That has been Anton. And Parse is looking around. What are you looking for? I'm. I was looking to say, uh, you know, go Vegas. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, go Vegas. On <laughs> guys rooting against the other Canadian team. I like Vancouver, <laughs> but Vegas is scary. Vegas <laughs> is so scary. Yeah, they already have like what, what was it? They have like more. Uh, they get to avoid the next uh, draft. Yeah, they get to avo- they get to avoid. You know what? We're gonna we we will probably do a whole episode on Vegas because they're gonna win against Vancouver. Like I can feel it's, it in my my useless. They already have so many other op- opportunities. It's, okay, let's let's end the podcast. We're, we're cutting it here. We'll be back.